0: This is the Prima Fetishista. You're listening to the Fetish Dynasty Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Fetish Dynasty Podcast, Episode 5. Up next is a conversation with my wife, Prima Fetishista. Thank you for tuning in to the Fetish Dynasty podcast. Apologies for the long time between episodes. We moved into our first house since the last show and needed some time to settle in and take care of a few things. We are now back in the groove and I hope to produce more episodes in the coming months. In the meantime, we have posted some new photos on FetLife and we're very pleased to be featured in the news and culture section of the Skin2 website. At the time of this recording, you can still find us from the homepage at wwwskin 2couk We consider it quite a feather in our hoods to get this kind of exposure, especially from one of the titans of the fetish world. We must be doing something right. And now, without further ado, my conversation with the prima fetishista, my wife and partner in crime. This is Fetish Dynasty. I'm very pleased to have none other than the prima fetishista, my wife, on the other side of the table, which is quite a change. Uh, There's not a thousand miles and a Skype connection between between us. Uh, How are you doing this evening?
0: Well, I'm doing very well, thank you. I'm actually quite nervous. Um, (laughs) As soon as we said it's go time, my heart started to pound, so I'm sitting here with sweaty palms and uh, a big grin on my face, so I'm happy to be here, and thanks everyone for listening.
1: Not a problem. Nervousness is normal. Uh, First of all, uh, some of your uh, personal history. What uh, how how early of an age did you know that you were into you know kinky sex
0: oh boy that's a tough question i think i've always been slightly sexually deviant um i seem to recall being around 11 or 12 years old um and having this incredibly naughty at the time i mean i was 11 or 12 um, novella, sort of erotica fiction in my possession. It had been passed around to all my friends. And um, I was, uh, I found it quite titillating, to say the least. And my stepmother found it and confiscated it because apparently it was not appropriate for my age group. Little did I know. I mean, I was secreting it underneath my bed for, you know,
1: <laughs> Sorry, secreting or secreting? <laughs> 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 nice little young so Freudian nervous. slip there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, carry on.
0: So yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the content of that, I don't remember what it was called, but the content of it was certainly indicative of um, some light bondage, uh, not really any S&M, but definitely the bondage aspect and uh very powerful, sexually powerful women who uh really rocked themselves. So I really yeah, I think that's kind of where it started. I don't know. I mean it's I'm it's sort of hardwired too. I mean, yeah. Hmm.
1: Yeah, so that book obviously, you know, it you probably read it right about the same time as you were, you know, entering puberty. Mm. And uh, lots of
0: frantic sessions with my mattress, <laughs> indeed.
1: <laughs> you and about twenty-five million other little girls <laughs> around that age. So that sparked the imagination. Mm-hmm. Did you did you find yourself uh, uh, exploring or, or experimenting with anything like that with uh, boyfriends that you had in in high school?
0: Um, in high school, I was. I was an early bloomer, I guess well in high school i was I was an early bloomer um and I was very sexually curious, so I definitely messed around a little bit and got an idea for got a few ideas for what I enjoyed and what I didn't enjoy. I think probably um the most the experience that stands up the most was um a We'll call him a boyfriend uh-huh. that I had when I was probably about sixteen years old, and he was a a little bit older than me <clears throat> and, how older uh, I think at the time, I felt like he was about a hundred years old, but I'm thinking he was probably maybe twenty one right so um anyways uh we we would um get together and and do our thing and and he had um several sets of handcuffs and um various implements of torture mm-hmm. <laughs> um and so that was the first time with with that particular guy that I got tied up, and I really enjoyed it um He handcuffed me to a um like a um what's that the um thing we put in the ceiling, an eye hook in yeah. the dungeon, yeah. okay, he had one of those installed on the top of his bedroom door uh-huh. and he handcuffed me and hung me from there and uh, and had his way with me and, and uh, that definitely made an impression for sure. It was really hot and um, I really enjoyed myself. <laughs> I remember after telling my girlfriends what I had done and they were just completely bowled over and, and incredibly jealous, but at the same time so fearful. And I think that 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 little bit of fear is probably um, what makes it so exciting.
1: Right. Yeah, it's definitely a danger aspect mm-hmm. to it a taboo especially when you're younger
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: so so after that experience yeah how did your uh, 20s go in terms of experimenting
0: uh well my 20s were were pretty um i'm saying um a lot wow i apologize <laughs> that's okay uh, <laughs> my 20s i worked in a um in a unique sort of bar. I worked in a strip bar as a server, and so that afforded me quite a lot of opportunities to explore and meet different types of people and and really learn and grow a lot. Um, I know that sounds sort of tongue in cheek, but really it was a very valuable experience. And um, probably in my 20s, I spent a lot of time being very attracted to women. Mm. Um, and actually, incidentally, my first experience with a woman was when I was 16 or 17, too, ironically. Um, and that was my best friend. And mm. yeah, that was, again, super hot. Uh, very scary, though. Um, and... Of course, after that experience, I was left with all the residual feelings of what does this mean? Does this make me a huge lesbian? Oh my god! And of course, at the time, being a lesbian was just—I don't know why. I, I suppose it's youth and the the stigma that sort of goes along with it. It was just terrifying for me. But yeah. yet, I well, I still... mean,
1: oh, I mean, that was you know, <coughs> 20 years ago, so <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> things may have been a little bit more you know, being gay wasn't so acceptable as it is now?
0: Yeah, true, true. Although in my my family is very accepting of um, uh, alternative lifestyles as a rule, just because there's so many uh, gay folk in my family. So it's not really an issue. Anyways, mm. that's besides the point. Yeah, um, yeah so after that experience, then fast forward to my 20s, I'm working in a bar, I'm sort of getting a sense for my own sexuality finally. I'm, I am really started to come into myself and feel a little more confident, um, sort of get an idea of what kind of power I had. And uh, so I took to dragging pretty girls into dark corners and molesting them <laughs> against their will, <laughs> which I, <laughs> which really does it for me. I you know, I, I sound like a huge pervert. and You are a huge pervert. I am a huge pervert. The first step is admitting you have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I am a huge pervert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was really... I draw on that a lot, actually, even now when I think back and, and think about how naughty I was. And um, it wasn't very common at that time either. I, I think that nowadays it seems like there's more of a there's an increase in in female bisexuality and open um, displays of it. Right. So back then it was very, it was still not cool yet. And uh, I really Mm -hmm. got off on that part, the fact that I was doing something that was so taboo.
1: Yeah. I mean, I remember, um, I mean, the thought of back then, uh, because we went to the same high school, Mm. we were three years apart. So weird. Yeah. And, uh, I, I just think back to, you know, if we, if I saw two women holding hands, walking down the street, um, in the city that was near to where we were. And I just, it would have been outrageous, Mm -hmm. you know, there would, I don't think there would have been any gay bashing, but there would certainly be a lot of stares and, and people, um, you know, shocked and appalled or whatever. And now I, I don't even think anybody even notices
0: no, I don't think twice about it when I see it. Um, there was a time, maybe about 10 years ago, where I would be secretly high-fiving them, you know, and being like, yeah, you go, guys, girls, whatever the case may be. And yeah. now I just, if I if I even do notice it or register that that's happening, I don't even think I do, actually.
1: Yeah, you probably look at them and go, I wonder if they're bi. Yeah,
0: I wonder if they're looking.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. That totally. one's cute. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, <laughs> so my twenties was was an interesting time. I'm sure. I'm sure it is for all of us. I I spent a lot of time drinking heavily, uh, using drugs very, very heavily. Um, some of you may or may not know this, but I am uh, clean and sober. Seven and a half years coming up on eight years, very quickly here. Right and on. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I. Uh, that's. Again, that's a different subject, and if you want to talk about that more later, we can certainly do that. But uh, definitely alcohol and drugs were a huge part of my development. I remember my first fetish party, and uh, I was asked to model model at a local fetish gathering. I don't remember what it was because I was wasted, but (laughs) it was a lot of fun and I got to wear some amazing clothes. And then after that, I did another fetish fashion show and I got to wear some locally designed PVC outfits. Uh, That was again, very cool. Um, And we did the fashion show in a tattoo shop in town. It was very, it was pretty cutting edge at the time. And then the next event I went to was a, I hosted it along with um, another gentleman. And I created my very first outfit. And that was, I think it was probably about 24, 25. Um, Anyways, I bought a a couple of packages of saran wrap and made myself a dress. And it was epic. (laughs) No doubt. So I go to this club. First of all, I walked there. Uh, Fortunately, I think I had a long coat on. In any case, I was about two blocks away. Uh, I walked to the club, and I go into the club, and I'm doing the business, and we've got the show underway, and everything's going great. It's a total hit. And then I come off stage for intermission or something. I can't remember what. And my aunt is standing there. (laughs) 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 And she's like, that's uh, quite the outfit you have there. Uh, (laughs) It was pretty funny. We just kind of stood there and awkwardly stared at each other and kind of shuffled around and whatnot. But fortunately, she's very cool, Um, very liberal-minded. Obviously, what would she be doing at a fetish fashion show in downtown uh, wherever we live? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. So anyways, that was pretty fun. Um, And then after that, what stands out? Oh, I saw my first... Public bondage session, and it was a local male who's pretty he's got a pretty big uh reputation in town he's very talented and he was performing genital bondage on this other guy that i um that I had kind of this tiny crush on and so he'd hung him up from the ceiling and he was performing um, very intense cough bondage with with rope and it completely and totally blew my mind. Like this guy's penis was, I just didn't even understand how he was even not crying out in pain. Um, hmm. And then I looked at his face and I just saw this peace. Yeah. You know, and I... bliss. Yeah, he was, he looked like he felt free. And and this person I'd known for a little while as an acquaintance and I'd, and he'd always seemed very tightly bound and very
1: just very reserved very e- uptight even
0: Up, t- not uptight but just very guarded right you know very guarded Private. very stoic and so to see him completely transform and to allow himself to be vulnerable in front of a group of people like that was incredibly moving mm-hmm. for me yeah um, so yeah I think I think that that was a turning point for me, and then I I observed a friend getting a serious serious spanking, uh, and that was incredibly moving as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: So <laughs> no, in a different way, yeah.
0: So yeah, that was. Those are a couple of experiences. Um,
1: yeah, Prima loves a good spanking.
0: I do love a good spanking, and I <laughs> usually earn them. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So the twenties, my twenties were great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So what about, uh, fetish clothing? Did you, have you ever, here, well, here's a big question for you. Do you, do you consider yourself a fetishist? Would you say you have a fetish for any, anything like latex or, or leather or PVC?
0: Right. Uh, now are we talking present day or are we talking about my development?
1: Well, it, both, um, right. You know, I, when I think of my fetish for rubber, I mean, it's, um, it's always been there. It's not even, it's not even, uh, you know, at some point I, I finally put a name to the fabric, but I always knew something, something was there. Right. So, you know, whether, I mean, if you, if you think that your fetish developed, then I'd be interested in, in hearing about that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. I bought my first pair of PVC pants back in when I was 22 or 23, and they were super edgy at the time, Mm -hmm. Um, and I bought them for work to serve drinks at, oddly enough, actually, a fetish event that was going on at the bar I worked at, and um, I just thought, ooh, these are kind of sexy and weird and awesome, so I put them on, and... And, oh, my God, like, I just felt invincible, Mm -hmm. you know? I felt sexy. They fit so good. They fit, you know, they kind of fit low on the hips. So my little 23-year-old hip bones were sticking out. And (laughs) my flat, lovely tummy was just, you know, like... They were just so sexy. They were so sexy. I wish I'd seen that. Uh, you probably did. I think you were there, actually. But we didn't <laughs> know each <probably> other <laughs> was there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, so it was... I had an interesting experience with those pants because um, I I wanted to wear them all the time, and I think I pretty much ended up wearing them too much. And the thing about wearing clothes like that and working in them is, you know how much you sweat in them, obviously, yep. as fellow, fellow fetishists. Um, and I would—they were just so stinky. Just <laughs> you can disgusting. wash PVC, you know. No, I did, but it was—they oh, just okay. always smelled kind of, kind of—I don't know. Anyways, musky. Um, yeah, and so there was this <laughs> other red pair of PVC pants that that um, that I wanted to get, and a girlfriend, a coworker decided to go and buy them too and i remember being just furious like so possessive over these pants i had bought and they were my pants and mm. i was getting the red pants and you can't have the red pants and i just like i don't know what came over me it was this crazy claim to the pants mm. you know and i'm not i'm not like that i'm not i'm not a girly girl i I don't paint my fingernails, I don't wear a lot of makeup, I'm yeah. very low maintenance, you know, so the fact that I had this crazy love affair going on with these shiny pants was really quite something else.
1: Yeah, well, it sounded to me like you sort of identified yourself with them, you know, like it was <laughs> a, it, it almost became like a, like a, uh, <clears throat> oh, what would you call it? Um like a hallmark or, or, uh, you know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I definitely, I strongly identified with the pants. Yeah. <laughs> um, and funny enough, I stopped wearing the pants shortly after that because I was walking home from work one evening, completely wasted and, or no, I was walking to a morning shift. Uh, it, I had a noon start time and I decided I was going to wear my favorite pants to my day shift. And, uh, so I was walking down the street in my shiny black pants, feeling so incredibly badass. And this guy droves, drives by me very slowly. And I'm like, he thinks I'm so hot. Of course, he's slowing down. Oh, <laughs> uh, the ignorance of youth. Yeah. And he hangs his head out the window. And I'm like, wait for it, girlfriend. You know it. And <laughs> she's like, so are uh, you working? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, but here's the thing. Right. I was so naive. Right? Yeah, I was right. like, yeah, I'm on my way to work right now.
1: <laughs> oh no i
0: had no idea
1: oh my god until the guy drove
0: away that he was yeah. obviously asking me if if yeah. uh he could
1: yeah
0: use my services
1: <laughs> yeah yeah you that uh, was your first john uh-huh so
0: yeah, yeah i never wore those pants <laughs> after that oh no yeah it was very sad interesting but, um, but they were useful um and so i guess as time went on, I really—I always liked wearing tight clothing in situations where there were lots of people. Mm. I really liked wearing things that accentuated my body. Yeah. And um, and then there came a time where I joined uh, roller derby in my in my early thirties. I think I was thirty or twenty-nine. Something like that. 29 years old, I joined roller derby. And holy cow, a whole new world opened up there. Um, the world of fishnets. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> help me, fishnets. Yeah. Oh. Anyways. Speaking well, of fetishes, right? Yeah, right. And so that's, I mean, that's kind of where I was going with it, is that I, I have a huge fishnet f- fetish. A huge fishnet fetish.
1: But it's very specific.
0: It's very specific. And it's. it's <clears throat> interesting to me because I... Oh yeah. Um, because I didn't really understand what fetishes were per se until I really had developed one and recognized it for what it was of my own, you know? Mm-hmm. So this fishnet f- fetish, it's really hard to say that. Um,
1: <laughs> really? <laughs> Why?
0: I'm not going to do it again. Uh, anyways. What? what? Fishnet? F- say it 10 times. I oh God.
1: You. I I see what you mean.
0: Okay. Anyways, um, so it's very specific. It's not just any old kind of fishnet. It's fence net. They're the wide diamond net, mm-hmm. quite thick. Yeah. Um, and pretty much any woman can be wearing them if they're the right kind. But it's, again, very specific. Um, yeah. If any, like I said, any woman can be wearing them. And I will just be like, oh, that's so hot, so hot. I find it riveting. It's it's unbelievable, and I don't even know if I feel like sexual feelings. It just does something awesome to my brain. Like I'm just stoked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. beyond
1: It's exciting, right? Yes, it's
0: very exciting. So, so yeah, that was the beginning, or maybe the the recognition of a fish net fetish. Fetish. Yep.
1: <laughs> Well, Uh yeah. I mean, I, you know, I characterize, uh, sexual fetish as, you know, anything that is, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Um, uh, context doesn't really matter, but as soon as you see that, that material or whatever it is, I mean, you're instantly, your brain just switches over and you're into sort of like fetish mode. Mm -hmm. Your heart speeds up you know if it's if it's a really you know beautiful woman wearing it, it's suddenly it's even that much more exciting
0: oh man, and there's it,
1: it, and it doesn't even matter what you're doing, it totally takes over your brain
0: hmm absolutely. there's one uh life member who's taken to torturing me yes and uh i I absolutely love her for it <laughs> please Thank don't you. stop. <laughs> Julia Fair. Please Thank don't you. stop. I know she's please a... don't stop.
1: She's uh, quite the, quite she's the gal. A
0: dirty vixen. <laughs> um, yeah, totally. And I recently bought uh, a play friend of mine, Hits and Giggles, a, a fenced up body stocking. And um, that really looks quite fabulous on her as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm, I'm going to fence net the world. That's yes. my goal. Yep. Um, Okay, so enough about that. I could go on about that for hours. <laughs> You're
1: gonna start jerking off if we keep going. <laughs> on. Eh, eh, eh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
0: Okay, so <laughs> let's see. Oh, all right. This is a this was a pivotal moment. Um, a bunch of girlfriends and I went down to Vegas, and uh, I wasn't really sure about going to Vegas sober. It would have. This was my second time going to Vegas sober, and. And I had a fabulous time last time, but I'd gone with a partner then, and it was a little bit different. You know, when you travel with your partner, it's it's, it's different, right? Yeah. yeah. There's that relationship aspect. And then when you go with your girlfriends, it's like, woo! All bits you are know? off, yeah. So that was a little nerve-wracking for me, but I ended up going and having an amazing time. It was... <laughs> man, I was a bad girl ah, in Vegas. And yeah. the fact that I can say that and I was completely stone cold sober is just tickles me, you know? Like, I think that's great. Yeah. So what I did for one of the evenings out was I made, a, some friends of mine bought me a, um, a roll of black bondage tape. And I proceeded to make a very lovely dress out of it. Um, and that was my first... A bondage tape dress that I ever yeah. made and I hadn't ever heard of anyone making clothing out of this stuff I hadn't seen any pictures I just thought I this was my idea and it was fabulous yeah. and I was pumped and I went out on the town in this outfit and <laughs> it was really it was really quite something because so many people stared yeah because i'm quite tall and with my gigantic boots on that makes me even taller so you're, well,
1: you're about six foot one uh six foot two in a tall tall boots
0: it depends um like my thigh high boots i am probably about six foot three in those yeah yeah so so i'm i'm <laughs> thinking that these people either thought i was some sort of low-priced shiny hooker or a um, a, a male dressed as a woman, a transvestite. <laughs> so yeah, hilarious. but I didn't give a shit because yeah. it was so fun. Um, so yeah, that was um, that was a great dress, and and I I'd like to do that again. Actually, come yeah. to think of it, um, I
1: think I I remember creeping on your Facebook before we actually met, and I saw that uh, photo, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, okay, hmm, yeah. Women who make themselves black bondage tape dresses are not normal. <laughs> <laughs> and this is exactly what, what are I'm you looking talking for. about. I'm totally normal. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: Yeah. So yeah. And then, um, and then, I met Fetish Dynasty at uh, roller derby game,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it was the point of no return. It really like that experience meeting. Fetish dynasty was a really cool night. I'll never forget it. Hmm. No I, um, I I <laughs> well I basically saw him and made a friend of ours introduce us to each other, and then I proceeded to ask him if he wanted to make out at the after party and uh, <laughs> that he <laughs> totally. should come down and see me da- sometime. And yeah, and so he was like, Okay, and so he came down and etc. And history is made the prima fetishista and fetish dynasty hooked up. And mm-hmm. so it was really when I met him, you, um, that I was introduced to latex. I would love to say that the fetish existed for me uh, pre-fetish dynasty, but I don't think it really did. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd seen it, but I, it didn't really, you know, rock my socks off or anything. It didn't set off any short circuits in my brain. It was just, you know. Mm-hmm. So when when he and I first got together, he introduced this fine, fine latex fabric to Mm. my virgin virgin body Mm.
1: do you remember the first latex you wore what was that what did you put on i
0: remember the first time you tied me up and i was pretty much yeah i was pretty excited yeah
2: god
0: (laughs) that was a good time he's a he's got the skills to pay the bills as far as the bedroom i have a lot of leather restraints
1: and chain yeah that helps
0: It was really, he was very gentle with me too, because as much as I have been tied up before and and tied people up prior to our, our getting together, um, I hadn't experimented with such heavy duty restraints, Mm. like my, the guy I was dating before I met you, I, I tied him up all the time and he was like totally new to that and he just loved it, but I tied him up with you know, kind of, not for want of a better word, pussy restraints, right? Like yeah. I just tied him up and, and whatever. It's
1: the kind you buy at the, the local sex shop. Oh, no, no, no. Like no. tickle me with a feather kind of.
0: Slap and tickle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Package, yeah. yeah. No, I, what did I use? I used, I got some rope. I huh. had some silk scarves. I mean, he couldn't get away. Don't get me wrong. Yeah but uh, they weren't anything like the badass gear that, te- that you first tied me up with. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. I really fell in love with um, with you. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and with the gear itself, like the, and the, the smell of the leather and the clink of the hardware and just the way it looked was just so sexy to me. It was yeah. so sexy. And I had... Oh, like the ju- my jewelry of choice up until then had been like leather cuffs with like not studs on them but like hardware and stuff so yeah. that was definitely something that I was attracted to um, and I remember that first time that you tied me up and his bed looks very benign and of course my friends that our mutual friends had told me oh that fetish dynasty he's a freak in the sheets watch out he's totally into blah 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 <laughs> right <laughs> and so a, i was yeah. so pumped i was like yeah it's going to be sweet so i was so excited to like see this bed of his right when i first walked in and and saw his bed i was incredibly disappointed because like, huh. it looked so it was very tasteful and clean lines and there was no hardware or swings or anything. (laughs) I was just like, fuck, are you kidding me? This is not what I signed on for. And so when he tied me up the first time I found out about the magic bed and to this day, the most erotic sound to me uh, is the sound of the Bed being picked up, the mattress being picked up, and the chains being grabbed out from underneath the bed and thrown onto the floor. Yeah. Oh my God! I don't. There's.
1: What's well, a Pavlovian response? Absolutely. You know le- it's coming. There's orgasms. There's coming. Orgasms on the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So so our first experience was very cool. Um, my very first leather or latex piece, I think, was probably the. He took me shopping, uh, you, you took me shopping, uh, to deadly co-chair mm-hmm. and he dropped a bundle and I was just really shocked cause I'd never had anyone treat me like a princess before. And so.
1: And did you even realize how much money that stuff cost?
0: Oh, I had absolutely every. It's probably idea. a shock
1: for the first time where it's like, holy Jesus, this stuff's expensive.
0: I, I had I was just like, I can't even believe this is happening because he's you know, he's yanking out thing after thing and I'm like, ooh, look at this thing. He's like, try it on, you know, and it was it was you know, and every girl dreams of, you know, the whole pretty woman scene, right? Like she gets to go and buy whatever she wants, and here I am doing the pretty woman scene in a
1: <laughs> <The> fetish store. <laughs>
0: in a fetish store. It was fucking <laughs> brilliant. It was so great. So I think probably the first latex item of clothing I wore was my polymorph keyhole top which is gorgeous and so sexy yeah and it's a great first piece for for a newbie right Um, because it's not
1: so much of it
0: it's not so much of it it's not hard to get into
1: yeah
0: um and it's still very sexy looking like it hasn't got that androgynous rubber dolly kind of thing going on it's very feminine and
1: and it can be matched with a lot of other
0: oh yeah mix and match it looks great with my polymorph corset and various other corsets that i have yeah. so but probably the very first item of latex I ever wore was of course a latex hood
1: yeah so. now there, now all you uh women out there who aren't sure mm-hmm. sh- sh- you know <laughs> i kind of i totally did it wrong in retrospect you're yeah. supposed to start with panties or whatever or latex maybe, stockings maybe or some, some nice stockings of, okay put this on <laughs> you're like, "Okay. Seriously?
0: <laughs> I I don't know, man. I like I I have to <laughs> you know this already when I found out about the hoods. I was like, "Okay, I am totally smitten with you. I'll do whatever you want me to, but this is not sexy. I do not feel sexy. I hate this." Hmm. And I don't think I'll ever get used to it. Please God make it stop. Holy smokes. It was, you know, and, and, and that was, that was my genuine reaction to wearing this hood. And, and I, you know, interesting, uh, like I've done some reading on, on women being first introduced to hoods and stuff. And, Mm -hmm. and it's been brought to my attention that they often think that they get, they become fearful when their husband wants them to wear a hood all the time or Occasionally, that that means he doesn't think they're beautiful, or right. that they want to cover. He wants to cover up their face. Right. Well, I have to tell you, ladies, from personal experience, that is totally not the case. Yep. He absolutely thinks you're beautiful mm-hmm. and sexy and divine, and he wants to fuck the shit out of you. But with the latex hood, what it does is it covers you up. To a degree that it takes away your identity, yeah, and only he knows what's underneath there, yeah. So it kind of gives it that—it's
1: an objectification.
0: Totally, he's totally objectifying you in a very good way, yeah. I'll add, yeah. Um, but it's not because he doesn't love you or think you're beautiful. You just—if—if if anyone's out there thinking that, please do put that aside because yeah. that's totally not the case.
1: Yeah. And not only that, but it, I mean, it, it only reveals, you know, like your eyes or your, your mouth. So it actually, it, it turns your, some features that you have up to, you know, off the scale.
0: Absolutely. amplifies their beauty. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and, um, for me, uh, I've always thought that, as far as my face goes that my eyes and my lips were probably like my best features you know mm-hmm. i i don't really walk around thinking i'm gorgeous or anything like that and i i never have um and i i probably never will and i'm okay with that but i do um i do think that a hood accentuates the eyes and lips to a degree that is just very yeah yeah
1: it's very sexy and it's also really I mean, it's kinky, um, you know. It's it's weird, it's it's dark, it's bizarre, mm-hmm. it's edgy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's so many things about it that that make it so desirable.
0: Yeah, and the smell is fun. well. Here we are talking about how, like how we love latex, but I started out talking about how I hated it. But <laughs> yeah, so. I just want to say that when I first started doing it, uh, wearing um, hoods in particular, I didn't really enjoy it at all. Um, But with Fetish Dynasties' support and loving and... Persistence. Very persistent (laughs) and forceful. um... Put this on. (laughs) Here, put this on. (laughs) Um, I, I really have grown into a bit of a hood fetishist myself. Mm. I definitely have, um, a taste for it and I enjoy it. And I, uh, my hoods from latex nemesis are by far my favorite hoods. Uh, they're very sexy, very feminine. I love what they do for my face and my, my lips. And the fact that there's hair on it really helps me kind of feel more feminine as opposed to totally androgynous. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not knocking people who love the androgynous look. I think that's awesome. Um, It's just not really my thing. Um, And that's really because of my own insecurities too, right? Like I I like to look, when I'm in rubber, fairly feminine and strong. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah.
1: Now, do you like to see... uh women that you know, girlfriends and hoods?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, I like to hood virgins. Yeah. Um, I like to put someone who's never worn latex before into latex, whether that be a hood or, or clothing. Um, and I don't know what that is. I guess that's my desire to debauch everything. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's a noble goal, noble pursuit.
0: Um, but I really, when someone's very beautiful, I just, I, I find myself wondering now in regular everyday life and vanilla life, what, what they'll look like with a hood on, you know, so. My
1: plan has worked.
0: Yeah, (laughs) your diabolical plan. (laughs) So yeah, I do enjoy putting hoods on, on, on my women friends and I do imagine what certain women look like, would look like in a hood.
1: Mm -hmm. What's neat to see. Um, it's neat to see their reaction when they look at themselves in the mm-hmm. mirror. And I know that, you know, Purple Wonder commented that when she, uh, I think she, when she was with her photo shoot with, uh, James Alexander, as soon as she put it on, he said that her demeanor completely changed.
0: Absolutely. You know,
1: like she became kind of a different person.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, and you can see it in her photos, actually. Um, I love Purple Wonder enough. They're amazing. Um, she totally immediately turns into a more dominant, Mm -hmm. uh, version of herself. It's, you can see it in her eyes. You can see it in her posture. It's pretty incredible. The transformation that takes place. I can definitely say that for me, the same thing happens. I, I become, I don't become more dominant per se. It's almost like I grow, you know, like, you know how when the Hulk, he just busts yeah. out of his clothes and he gets all, you know, like the yeah. Green Hulk, the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, yeah. And his veins all pop out and he's all like, all of a sudden, this all-powerful being and he's well, going to go and kick some ass.
1: Yeah, you turn into a superhero, right?
0: Yeah, that's what I feel like when yeah. I put a hood on. <clears throat> I turn into a goddamn superhero.
1: <laughs> you that, look like one too.
0: I, I can do anything in that goddamn thing except for maybe go grocery shopping. Yeah, But
1: yeah. <laughs> and, and eat. <laughs> grocery shopping and eat. Yeah
0: yeah well we did do a well <laughs> never mind <laughs>
1: <laughs> no we should tell the story so we had a we had a rubber day yeah it was fun we were both it was our
0: very first whole rubber day actually. yeah
1: we were both in total enclosure and we're sitting down at the table <laughs> to have some dinner and the only hoods i had were a polymorph uh with Basically, I, I had a few polymorphores but the, the one she was wearing had, uh, you know, eyes and mouth holes and it was fairly thin and, and quite comfortable. Easy to wear. Easy to wear. And the only one I had that I could wear <laughs> was a really, really thick. I mean, it was almost like a a, a bondage hood. Um, it so was incredibly thick. Really like... thick. Um, and it, I mean, luckily it fits me, but, but if I wear it for too long, it just gets really painful. But... Uh, but as a result, the mouth part is not really flexible. So here we are sitting across from each other at the table. And I'm trying to sort of stick chicken pieces of chicken, chicken pieces in into my mouth. And hole. it's like I'm having to like open my lips up to put the chicken in there. It. it was not oh sexy gosh. at all.
0: It was really not <laughs> when it was so funny we had such a good oh. belly laugh oh my oh gosh man. it was great
1: yeah if you can't laugh at each other in the middle of a scene you're just not doing it right because sometimes it's pretty ridiculous yeah
0: totally
1: now one of our favorite things to do is get in our kink engineering vac bed which we fucking love
0: yay kink engineering oh Woo! my
1: god shameless um, plug i still have um bruising along the sides of my body from how tight the suction is, I mean, it's probably if something has to do with the uh, five horsepower shop. The fact shop that
0: vac. it is yesterday. Yeah, it's,
1: that it's yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It takes about like five seconds to suck down. It's just ludicrous. Anyway, so you you've found that you really enjoy it. So what uh, what do you what do you like most about it? Mm. Besides what happens to you after you're in it for a while.
0: Walda, well, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, the first time we, we went into, or the first time I went into a vac bed, um, a friend of ours was kind enough to lend it to us for a weekend. And he did that a couple of, or they did that a couple of weekends for us. And so the vac bed that I experimented with initially was uh, probably not as good of quality. Um, mm-hmm. It w- had a zipper, which I do like the zipper, but whatever. Um, and yeah, the latex was clearly not um, as as good of quality.
1: Yeah, It wasn't as big either.
0: Yeah, and it wasn't as big. Our back bed is almost double the size of that one, I think.
1: Yeah, and most importantly, it didn't have a, a one-way uh, check valve. So yeah. in order for it to work, the vacuum had to be on all the time.
0: Yeah, right. So you didn't get, yeah, which is part of the reason why I'm so in love with this one too. Um so that experience was very cool. Uh the first time I got in it I was afraid because I I can tend to be a little claustrophobic. I know it's weird. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh so I got in it and I had to keep my head out for a while because I was feeling a little bit panicky. Uh breathing through my mouth for some reason is it makes me feel out of control. I'm mm. um, I'm not a fan of mouth breathing, so if you ever want to make me freak out and totally chop the crap out of me, make me breathe through my mouth, because I'm gonna hate you for it. Yep. Um, so eventually, I slid in and I got in, and it was awesome. But it was a great experience as far as my first vac bed goes. However, this new vac bed that we've got from Kink Engineering is so totally awesome. I was so pumped. We were so pumped. We were like kids at Christmas, waiting for this freaking thing to show up, and uh, we got it. We set it up. We got out the shop back. I went in first, I think. Yeah. And that bed sucks down so hard, you can see the person's all the curves in their ear. A Fetish Dynasty has um, has like a rogue hair. In there, you can see it. It sucks down so much. There's an intense amount of pressure on your ears. The pressure wasn't as bad on my face as I thought it would be um, based on my previous experience. So um, I got in, get in. It's cold. I don't like that part. I'm a big baby. I don't like to be cold. Um, So slide in and I wait for what seems like forever for him to get the um, enclosure thing down. Which we've found a solution to, Make by the, the seal way. Make the yep. Um, and turns the vacuum on. <laughs> and <laughs> it's really crazy because the, the feeling is like, oh my God, I'm doing this. I'm really doing this. Here we go. And then it's almost like you take off flying. I yeah. don't know if anybody else feels like that, but it's like flying. It feels like flying to me. Yeah. It's so awesome. And the level of restriction and the smell of the latex uh, kink engineering their latex smells like white chocolate to me it's such mm-hmm. a great smell
1: yeah it's good stuff
0: um so the smell and the restriction the bondage of the bed the being completely immobilized not being able to speak and then the vacuum gets turned off so it's totally silent yeah just incredible. Just incredible. Everything I want out of a bondage experience. Mm-hmm. For me, it's perfect.
1: It's pretty much the ultimate. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. And also, we fit, it, we fit a hood into it instead of the mouth mm-hmm. uh, breathing apparatus. And so I can breathe through my nose, which is great. So we just tape the mouth shut and breathe through the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, so for again, for bondage, for me, it's perfect because I have TMJ. So a ball gag really hurts my jaw. Um, a lot, so
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's great. Um, yeah, I couldn't hear a word he was saying. He was talking to me while we were while I was in there, and I thought he had left the room. Yeah,
2: That's and it weird. was
0: until he touched me that I realized he had been there the whole time. It was just phenomenal. I re- I really would like to be left in left alone in there, but if, n- fetish dynasty. Once I get in there, he can't keep his hand off keep me. Keep my
1: hand. I know. I know.
0: It's funny, but I would, I would like to be left alone in there for a while. Mm-hmm. That would be nice.
1: Well, be careful what you wish for.
0: Ha ha ha. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see about that, tough yeah. guy. So
1: then the then then the magic wand comes out.
0: Oh, brother.
1: So wasn't it, was it the first time we you got in that thing, and uh, I put the yeah. the the Hitachi on you and and yeah. Good things happened. It's
0: crazy. That, that Hitachi thing, I, I'm a little afraid of it to be, to be truthful. I, because it's so powerful, I'm just afraid that it's either A, going to burn my clit right off one day. It's just going to be like a smoking hole in my (laughs) vagina, right? Yeah. Or that B, I'll just become so desensitized to regular contact that I won't be able to have an orgasm Mm -hmm. without some sort of vibrating mechanical apparatus, you know? So... I kind of would like to lay off that thing for a while.
1: Cause mm, we'll see how that goes.
0: Yeah, well.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> we're having a minor disagreement. Yeah, totally. Well, we but I mean, I mean, didn't, minor didn't, disagreement.
1: didn't you ejaculate that first time?
0: Yes. For the, um. You, I,
1: for the first time.
0: I'm pretty sure like we've been trying really hard for a long time to get me to um, ejaculate, also known as squirting. Um, just because we're pervy like that. And I just really wanted to, I want to be able to do it. Right. So he put the Hitachi on me and something about the direction of the pressure and the, the motion of the, the way he was handling the wand. Uh, I, I orgasmed several times and then on my last orgasm, I, I felt liquid shooting down my legs and because the vac bed was so tight it was it was taking the liquid away from away from my middle and then shooting it down to my feet down
1: the seams against your leg
0: up against my legs it was incredible so (laughs) that's that's the only way i knew yeah because i could feel all this water shooting down my legs it was totally nuts and awesome so of course i'm like you know i'm done let me out of here so i can tell you what the hell just happened and after I wiped the inside of it out, we had a good giggle and... Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Huh. And then uh, the other day, speaking of ejaculation... Oh, God. That was an interesting experience. Yeah. So I... I, We now in our... We, but by the way, we're broadcasting this from our, our brand new house. Well, the house is not brand new, but it's new to us. And we actually have a room set aside for a dungeon. Mm -hmm. and uh, we've painted it white. We've, uh, put up a bunch of pegboard with all our gear along the walls.
0: We've posted pics on FetLife.
1: Yeah. There's a picture on uh, FetLife. Um, the, one of the great things is that we don't have to constantly stow away and take apart all our gear when we're not using it. We Mm -hmm. just shut the door and lock the door and there it sits. So, um, uh, so, and I've installed, you know, all kinds of, eye hooks in the ceiling and that sort of thing so that's so
0: so awesome and we don't have to wipe the jism up off the floor every time unless we feel like it yeah exactly right it's pretty
1: (laughs) if anyone if you're out there looking for a house or something make sure it has an extra room in the basement dude for no other reason than to just turn into a dungeon because dear lord
0: everybody needs a sex room
1: oh that's good stuff there's
0: always sex in the sex room yeah there's
1: totally there might not be champagne in the champagne but there's sex in the sex room so I, I chained you to the ceiling. You were wearing a hood mm-hmm. and a ball gag and a head harness. Mm-hmm. And I attached your head to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And there was a eye hook near the, near, on the wall near the floor that I chained your, chained your wrists behind your back and then the yeah. chain attached to the floor. And, and I strapped your legs together with the hatchet in between and plugged it in and stood back and watched the show yeah and uh it's yeah what, what was that experience like for you
0: that was crazy we haven't um what was I gonna say I I don't know where I was going with that but um <laughs> you, <laughs> you just were sort of reliving it <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so I think one of the first things I heard was him turning on the videotape or the video camera mm. as soon as I was all locked down and and I was like oh gosh you know like please don't post this on vet life (laughs) (laughs) while I'm here helpless. Like that was a pretty, a pretty big mind fuck for me. I don't Mm -hmm. know if he realizes, do you realize that you're doing that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, and being afraid he'd just send it to random folks, not just, you know, the usual suspects, (laughs) right? Just to his mom. Hey mom, look at your
2: daughter-in-law. That's another story. She
0: looks sexy. Oh yeah. Well, that's another time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, uh, Last weekend from the ceiling, awesome! It was crazy. Um, initially, we had some technical difficulties with the uh, Hitachi, figured that out, and then turned it on, and then I was orgasming and i was orgasming hard and i was i couldn't get away from the thing because my i think my feet were chained no my feet were chained together
1: your your ankles were strapped together there was two straps above and below your knees and there was and there was a strap around Around your hips hips. right or your thighs so
0: i couldn't get away from this thing even if i tried and so as i'm orgasming and orgasming and it's getting more and more intense i'm like get this fucking thing off me right like Holy crap. And then my, my legs buckled and I'm hanging from the ceiling. Hanging
1: from your head, basically. Hanging from my head
0: because I had a head harness attached to the ceiling, right? And I'm swinging around as I start to gush. It was unbelievable. It was... Yeah crazy it was
1: a good deal of, of fluid on it, the floor it was
0: just rushing out of me and of course he couldn't see it because it, it fell it in behind yeah. it came around in behind like down the backs of my legs but the stuff is running down my legs and i can hear it and it's all over my feet and i'm slipping in it it was pretty comical actually <laughs> i didn't think about it and so i recover from that and i'm like okay we're done i'm done we're good no 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 minor adjustment hangs me back up. He's like, you, you've got another one in you.
1: <laughs> always pushing.
0: Which is one thing he always says to me is, you've got oh, another one come in on. There.
1: Yeah. And she always does, by the way. Well,
0: <laughs> I'm good like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. So the second time I was like, okay, this will just be a regular kind of orgasm. Like I have any choice, right? So again it starts to happen and I'm and I'm it's building and it's building and it's building and I'm screaming through this ball gag and my I'm pretty sure my eyes were very unsexily bulging out of my head. Um and I was like, "Oh my god, it's happening again." And it started to gush out of me again. And I was like, "What in the hell? <laughs> How is this happening?" And girlfriend You better be careful what you wish for. (laughs) Like you wanted to squirt. Here you go, right? (laughs) Like I am literally letting go, like probably like at least a cup of water out of myself. Yeah. Just letting it go all over the floor. And then I and then when it was finished, and again I'm hanging from the ceiling from my head and my knees are kind of, you know, all haywire. And I just started to sob. uncontrollably it was really intense I don't that's never happened to me before I'm not one of those girls that cry after sex and you know need to have a cuddle I'm actually quite the opposite get away from me make me a sandwich yeah let's go yeah let's have a shower and let's have our quiet time now so so the fact that uh, like I was just completely broken I was broken after that and it was I felt so vulnerable I I rarely allow myself to get into situations where i feel that vulnerable Hmm. and so it was really intense and i'm really happy that it was fetish dynasty that was there with me for that experience because he knew exactly what to do although he looked a little scared i was
1: a little worried at the beginning when he started bawling i'm like oh shit yeah i've taken it too far (laughs) which he's done before. (laughs) broken my toy
0: yeah He's definitely taken it too far before, but yeah. this was different, and so his aftercare was really great. and And then we had a good, good chuckle and tried to measure the water all over the floor. But realized <laughs> yeah. that was probably a futile episode. <laughs> yeah, before we so, slipped in yeah. it.
1: Yeah. I need to. We need to get uh, some of those yellow um, wet floor signs. Yeah. <laughs> to put around <laughs> after sex. Oh, oh God oh man so yeah. yeah that was that was fun
0: that was crazy i'm not in any hurry to do that again though
1: mm. right. i know i know i know well, i'll yeah. switch but i'll trade you yeah i'll trade positions any day
0: right
1: so cool so what uh what is your what is your favorite um pe- uh, latex thing to wear
0: that i currently have yeah um my new clothes that you made for me yeah For sure, Um, I have a lot of. I've I've had so many basic pieces for so long and been mixing matches, matching, mixing (laughs) and matching, yeah, the same pieces for so long that I just was becoming really bored with it. So it's nice to have a few more pieces. But now that I have that hunger, Mm -hmm. I just want more. And there's pretty much going to be no pleasing me. Um, He can't, you can't produce stuff fast enough for Mm. me. I'm looking forward to getting my new red, um, cowl neck top, mm-hmm. and um, maybe some more latex garter belts, and maybe some more leggings, and uh, maybe a couple of dresses. <laughs> oh dear God! <laughs> if so, you don't,
1: if there's not another podcast for six months, you, <laughs> you know why. You know why. But oh the my pictures gosh. are going to be worth it.
0: Oh man, I just, I'm really. I'm really excited to get those new new clothes, and I'm excited to take some new pictures, not in the fetishy, fashiony kind of studio setting. Mm-hmm. We're gonna work on that and work on lighting and stuff, so we'll have some cool photos yeah. coming up for you guys once yeah. we get that sorted out.
1: We'll definitely be trying to shoot in every every room in the house
0: mm-hmm. without giving ourselves away, <laughs> especially
1: the dungeon. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's gonna be a fun one.
1: So we're just waiting for uh, f- uh, another another bit of furniture in the dungeon and. Um, some art on the walls in the other room and yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be publishing some more, some more images. It, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, friends with us on FetLife, um, you know, we just, we post a handful of photos every once in a while, just of, of friends that come over and try on latex clothes and, you know, have their photos taken with Prima Fetishista, which is always so fun. Funny. Yeah.
0: yeah awesome yeah it's
1: really enjoyable so
0: cool
1: so speaking of uh other girlfriends um uh you you are bisexual that's how you characterize yourself
0: i guess so yeah
1: yeah i mean i mean heteroflexible just doesn't seem strong enough a word
0: no and you're right you're right i did go with heteroflexible for a long time um particularly on fat life because I wasn't really sure um how do I explain this like I'd I've had experience with women up until I changed my my thing from hetero, hetero flexible to bisexual um, but I wasn't it wasn't recent enough maybe I don't know um or intense enough or I just wasn't I felt like a poser by putting bisexual up until the time that I changed it. So, mm-hmm. for me, hetero flexible really worked um, until the point that I did. And and I've always been well, not always, but for the last ten years, I've been incredibly sure that I'm bisexual, um, and probably bisexual since birth. Like, mm-hmm. it's seriously something that is just it's just part of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, owning the title and not being afraid to be put in boxes by people who, who judge is great. Um, I, even the people who judge those, what do they call them? Barsexuals. Barsexuals. Yeah. It's pretty cute. eh? That's a great expression. Yeah. 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 But here's the thing you know like i I really try not to to judge those girls who are out there making out with each other in bars for attention because you don't know, I don't know what they're what's going on in their heads. I don't know if they've secretly been you know like wanting to finger bang their finger bang their girlfriend behind the coke machine since like grade two right like you don't we don't know that, so yeah. i tr- I really try to not not judge anyone really actually mhm. So, but yeah, that can be tough sometimes because there's certain situations that happen that are kind of skeezy. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So bisexual for sure. I love women. Um, and I am actually, in fact, rarely attracted to men these days. And I don't know if that's new or if it's simply that I'm, I'm giving myself the freedom to accept that about myself. hmm I, I think that's probably closer to the truth actually. I um I of course think that Fetish Dynasty is incredibly sexy and I'm very much in love with him and I love to shag the crap out of him and mm. do various other things to him. Yes. Um and there's <laughs> a handful of men that I'm I'm quite attracted to. Mm-hmm. Um but really, I'm primarily attracted to women. So I like to joke that I'm just actually a lesbo. and, and
1: <laughs> Lesbo who likes cock once in a while.
0: I just like a little cock once in a while.
1: Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah. Well, well,
0: well, there's people who don't like, I like don't. cock.
1: I could do without it, yeah. I got, <laughs> I I got my own, that's all I need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Um,
0: so yeah, uh, how do we make that work in our marriage? Um, it's been a bit of a trial and error thing. Uh I guess the ideal situation for us would be for me to have a a play partner that's casual mm-hmm. um and very um low maintenance. Yep. Uh lighthearted and fun and someone that would be totally open to having fetish dynasty in the room while that happened. We yep. um we've been very fortunate to have that experience, um, with, uh, with a person and it was incredible and look forward to possibly doing that again, maybe a few thousand times. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So basically we're not looking, and and this is the tough thing because I think people automatically assume on fat life, for instance, that because we're fetishists or whatever we call ourselves, um, we fuck everybody.
1: Yes. Well, swingers almost.
0: Yeah. It's like they assume we're swingers. And it's, it's crazy because I don't have really any desire to sleep with any other men. Mm-hmm. I just really don't. Yeah. Um, women delighted. on the, and, and Fetish Dynasty doesn't either. <laughs> um, but being with a woman is something that, that I crave, uh, something that I really enjoy. And something that fetish dynasty and I have decided is okay within our marriage with mm-hmm. certain rules and regulations, yeah applied so yeah.
2: yeah yeah
0: it's it's I think it's gonna it's gonna evolve even more as time goes on. I think that um we we'll, we will strike a perfect balance eventually mm-hmm. And in the meantime, we're just going to keep having fun and learning and tying each other up and
1: taking pictures, taking
0: pictures and letting me have sex with pretty girls. Yep. Yeah.
1: Nothing wrong with that. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank thank you very much, sweetheart.
0: Thank you so much. I
1: appreciate you taking the time and I'm sure people will be interested to hear what you have to say.
0: Yeah, I apologize for any repetitive phrases I've used, like uh, sort of, or uh, um, yeah. or like. <laughs> uh, this is my first interview, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now
1: people get a sense of the personality behind the hood.
0: Totally. Yeah, it was super fun.
1: Okay. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Awesome. Thanks a lot.
1: Okay. Bye. Bye. sure to check out Prima's blog, which you can find at primafetishista.blogspot.com. She calls it the random thoughts and experiences of a perv. Fitting title indeed. We'd love to get your feedback on the podcast, so please send an email to podcast at fetishdynasty.com or message us on FetLife. Until then, keep your powder dry. Take care, you bunch of perverts.